Hey, what's up, guys? Man, welcome to the Lots About Something podcast. Um, man, this is a project that I have been super excited about, and this is episode number one. This is the very beginning of uh, of this journey, and and you know we don't seldom do we know how things will end, but nothing ever. Uh, we don't ever really see how things turn out until they begin. And so this is the beginning. Uh, I am excited about uh, man, this project. I'm excited about this podcast. Um, and I'm ready to, to just kind of talk lots about different things, different subjects, uh, things that are intriguing, things that spark passion. Uh, but most of all, man, I want this to be a, a place where people are encouraged. And uh, man, they can find resources to, to help them to do better. Uh, so hey, let's let's jump in uh, to episode one. I couldn't uh, I couldn't start a podcast without having some of the the people that are closest to me be a part of it. And there is no one in my life that I am closer to. There's no one in my life that I love more dearly uh, than my wife Christy, and she is here with me. Uh, hey babe, how are you? I'm great. Good. You are uh, you are a little nervous about talking on the podcast. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but you're going to do great, and I'm excited that you're here, and um, I'm excited that you're starting this uh, this journey, this whatever it's going to be, whatever it's going to turn out to be. Uh, I'm excited that you're here with me. Um, I'm excited about today. I think we've got some good stuff to talk about and exciting stuff for us to uh, to talk through. Uh, so let, let's jump in. I thought, you know, since you're here and, and this is episode one and, um, you know, I thought we would just kind of talk a little bit first about how we how we met each other and, and how our relationship uh, kind of got started. We have been married for, this will be 18 years Um I, did, I said in the intro, when I did the intro last week, kind of just uh, giving a teaser of what the podcast would be about, I said in the po- in the teaser that we were married for 20 years. I don't, I, I, I gained two years somewhere. <laughs> I don't know exactly how I did that, but this year will be 18 years. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so 18 years. And so, um, man, I am, I guess I'm speaking for me, not for you, but you know, we have a uh, a happy marriage, yeah. a good marriage, not perfect. Uh, you know, I'm not perfect. You're mostly perfect. <laughs> Did you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely mostly perfect. Uh, but yeah, so uh, but you know, I remember, I remember, uh, you know, when we first kind of started dating or when we, you know, I think both of us, when we, when we initially started or or where we initially met each other, we were kind of in a place and it seems like such a long time ago, but if I'm remembering right, and you can kind of, kind of talk about this a little bit is we were both kind of in a place where neither one of us really were looking or trying to date anyone. Mm -hmm. I know that I was, you know, I had kind of decided in myself, hey, I'm not really interested in, in dating anybody right now. And um, where, where were you at? Kind of where were you at inside of that? Well, I just remember a girl asking. Um, she knew someone that she thought I would like. So 
that was, you know, I didn't mind looking, so that's why I went and checked you out at the ball field. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, um, that was funny. So I found that out afterwards that you had come and we were playing softball. I was playing softball a lot then. <laughs> um, I don't play, I don't hardly play at all. I don't play any now. The only, the only baseball I'm playing now is on the PlayStation. But, you know, I was playing a lot of softball and you came and checked me out before and I didn't even know you were there and you was checking me out. I just wanted to see what you look like before I talked to you. (laughs) Yeah. And obviously you liked what you saw. Yeah, I still do. Yeah, girl. That's what I'm talking about. Um, So anyway, so you come check me out. You decide, yeah, I want to meet him. And so we meet at the softball field mm-hmm. for the very first time. I remember what you were wearing. You were wearing a orange shirt, mm-hmm. and you were wearing like a blue jean, a blue jean kind of jumper yes. outfit. Am I right? Yeah. I remember exactly what you were wearing when we <laughs> met each other. Uh, and so then, I don't know that this was really our first date, but the night that we met, where did we go? Waffle House. We went to Waffle House. That's right, girl. You know, because I wanted to... I want to go ahead and set the <laughs> set the bar, set the standard. And you know what's cool is we still like to eat at Waffle House. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah even, even on some date nights every now and then, we'll say, hey, let's just go get Waffle House and come watch a movie. The kids will be at my mom's or they'll be somewhere. Mm-hmm. And we'll just say, hey, let's go get Waffle House and, and we'll eat. But Waffle House and The Walking Dead. Walking, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, when we were binge watching Walking Dead on Netflix, that was... Uh, that was go to Waffle House, and then binge watching Walking Dead and knocking those out. So, um, so yeah, so we met. You know, we met each other. We went to Waffle House, and then uh, you remember what happened after that. You remember kind of what? So I wait. I didn't call you immediately. Right. You remember that. Mm-hmm. And part of that, it wasn't because I didn't like you, but part of it was because I had made up in my mind that I wasn't going to date anybody, right? And so, you know, I had made that up in my mind, so I'm not going to really date anybody. But, um, and I remember your friend, the one that, you know, that kind of introduced, mentioned me to you and you to me. Uh, I remember she came up to me at church where she was going to church with me at the time. We, You weren't going to church with me then. She said, hey, are you, you ever going to call Christy? And so... I said, yeah, yeah, I am. And so you remember what happened the first time I called you? Yeah, you called and asked for my sister. <laughs> and your sister's name it's Crystal. is Crystal. And I that yeah, I called and said, Hey, is Crystal there? Yes, and I was like, Yeah. And, and you I, answered the phone. I did. <laughs> and I said, Crystal, it's him, but he wants to talk to you. And she was like, why does he want to talk to me? I said, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so... so but you went out of town before all of that. Was that before all of that? No, that's not... Well, I talked to you before we went out of town because I called you while I was out of town. I don't remember that. Because I was at... I was doing a... Something with David. Yeah, I was working with my Uncle David doing a video shoot. Uh, he was doing video videography work and I was just trying to do anything at that time to make money. And so... Um, you know, that was a good deal. It was a cool deal. And so I did that. But all this was kind of before that. And so, yeah, I called and then we set up a date and we went to Ruby 
Tuesdays, mm-hmm. um, which is oddly enough a place that neither one of us like to go to at all. <laughs> I don't like to go there. You don't like to go there. But anyway, so you know. Anyway, our we met, and then I go out of town, and um, you know, and and I remember being on that trip, just kind of thinking about you, and really couldn't get you out of my mind, and and I just I knew. Kind of that trip being away, I just knew kind of in my heart and my mind that you were somebody that I was I was definitely interested in, and I started getting over getting over that that fear or whatever I had decided in my mind that I wasn't going to do, um, and then we started we started dating mm-hmm. shortly after that, and we didn't date long. No, yeah. uh, we ended up. Getting married, or not? We didn't get married. We got engaged first. Uh-huh. Uh, about five months, six months. So we met in July of two thousand. Yeah. And got married in June of two thousand. And no, is that wrong? No, I think that's right. Yeah. Two thousand one. So, yeah. So we got so it, within eleven months. We had gotten engaged and we got married. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think for most people, you know, a lot of people do long engagements or they, you know, their relationships uh, develop over time. And, um, you know, for you and and me, you know, we were at a place where we both knew that, uh, well, I guess I can't speak for you. Um, I guess I can with your the fact that you married me. But I think we both were at a place where we knew that, uh, we liked each other. We wanted to spend more time with each other. We, we were committed to each other and wanted to spend the rest of our lives with each other. And so, you know, it just made sense. And so we jumped in. But I think, you know, one of the, one of the things that you and I had kind of learned through that was we knew each other. You know, we knew each other in the amount of time that we had spent together in the first 11 months. But it's funny how you can know someone and then you get married and you learn or you see or you discover new things about that person that you didn't necessarily know. And so, you know, we, you know, I, I don't want to talk on this podcast about the, you know, being married or challenges of being married. But, um, you know, obviously, because we're human, because uh, we're, you know, neither one of us are perfect, um, you know, marriage has been, it's been great. But obviously, we've, we both had to overcome different challenges and different obstacles and personality differences. Uh, we could not be any more um, different in a lot of things, in our opinions and our perspectives and what we like and what we don't like. I said in the intro, I mentioned, I was talking, I was kind of talking about us in the intro, and I said, you know, one of the things that we just have discovered is we just don't listen to music in the car just because our our styles and our interests are so different. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of things that we do like. A lot of things that we do like to do. Uh, we love sushi. Mm-hmm. We like to go eat sushi together. Uh, we like to watch movies together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like uh, we like baseball. Yeah. Um, and we like to... We used to like playing ball together, but I think both of us have kind of moved beyond that. Uh, but I think the one thing that you and I both are really passionate about and both are really connected to is our girls. We have two daughters. 
Uh, our oldest daughter, Lily, she's about to be 15 in, man, two weeks. Can you believe that? She's going to be 15 years old. And then our youngest daughter, Emma, uh, she's going to be 10 a little bit later on this year. And, you know, I think for both of us, where we may different, we may, you know, we may have differences of, uh, you know, what we like, don't like, TV shows, music, you know, temperature in a room, and we may have differences there. We definitely bond on the fact that we love our girls. We want the best for them. We want to provide for them, and uh, you know, we want to raise them in a way that's that's uh, that's right and it's godly and in a way that. Uh, man, so they can be, you know, I always think, man, I want my kids to be healthy, function, you know, functioning humans. I want them to be contributors in society, contributors in the world. Um, and I want them to be difference makers. And so, you know, always kind of, kind of think through that. And so kind of what I wanted to, you know, I want to use that thought as a transition to kind of talk about really what I wanted to jump into in this very first episode was, you know, I wanted the Lots About Something podcast to be something that it it's a platform where, you know, we can talk through things that where people are connected. And though not everyone will be connected on this particular subject, I think for a lot of people, they are there, and that is raising teenagers. You know, as we mentioned, uh, our oldest daughter, Lily, is becoming a, she's already been a teenager for several years. She's probably acted like it more than she has actually been a teenager. Um, But nonetheless, you know, that is probably become, that has become a new uh, challenge in our relationship, but really it's a new dynamic in our household where you and I, for the very first time, you know, everything that we do as parents for the first time, we it's the first time. And I know that sounds really crazy, but we've never raised a teenager before. I have been a teenager. You have been a teenager but we have never raised a teenager before. And so as we enter into that phase of of our life and as Lily is getting older, man, that is a, that is a shocker to our system. Mm -hmm. Don't you agree with that? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, just trying to navigate through that. And the, I'll tell you the thing that's most challenging for me is specifically for Lily and, and Emma's not there. And I don't know, you know, how that, how she's going to be. But because Lily is so much like me, her personality is so much like my personality, it's almost like I see myself inside of what she does, the way she thinks. And it's crazy that, man, I can see her sitting there thinking about a thing, you know, and other than the fact that she's a girl and I'm a, I'm a man, you know, I'm, I'm a guy, it's almost like I can just see what it is that she's thinking about because she and I are just so much alike. And and so I know what I was like as a teenager, and I, I have learned, I have uncovered the challenges that um, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I have realized how much, how challenging I probably really was as a teenager because I see myself so much inside of her. And so, you know, we're navigating through this, uh, this part of our parenting of raising teenagers and what that is. And, and here's the deal. 
you nor I are experts in this. And so I don't, we don't enter into this topic because we know, because here's the deal. There there are people that obviously have been parents longer than we have. Um, There are parents that have raised more kids than what we have. And so I don't enter and we don't enter into this conversation because we are the experts, but really more so because we are in the hunt of trying to figure out what's best. And, you know, not every child is different. I mean, not every child is the same. All of our kids are different. All kids are different. They don't all operate the same, but we are in the hunt, you know, personally trying to figure out what works, what is the best way to raise our, you know, our girls, but specifically for this topic, raising Lily in this early teenage uh, phase of her life. And so, um, you know, so we were, as we were talking about this, getting ready for this, I found an article, I found several articles, but I thought that there was one that was really good that... I felt like really had some good talking points that you and I could kind of bounce off of. And so what I wanted to do is I just kind of wanted to pull up the article. Uh, it's it, Here it is. It's from the Center of Parenting Education. And so I'm not familiar with this website, but I felt I thought the article was really good. I thought it had some good content inside of it. Um, I'm not familiar with anything else that they do or they teach or that they, you know, that they publish, but I felt like this particular article was really good. And uh, you can get it on their, their website, the Center for Parenting uh, Education.org. Uh, but the title is of the of the article is this, what are the best ways for raising teenagers? And so they list 10 things down here. I really want to talk about nine of the 10 because really number seven, I don't, uh, I have no idea what it's talking about. Right. And so maybe that's an indicator of how good we are at raising teenagers. I don't even know what one of the 10 things that we should be doing are. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, let's just kind of talk through this. We'll just kind of talk through this list and, and I'll give my thoughts. You give your thoughts and, you know, maybe, you know, maybe somebody that's listening, it'll, it'll be something that resonates or, or something like that. And, and maybe it'll help them. Um, so here's the top 10 ways best ways for raising teenagers according to this uh, Center for Parenting Education website. Uh, The first one is this, respect and listen to them. Respect and listen to them. For me, I think this is one of those things that I am learning because I'm used to, here's the rules, you do what I say, and if you don't do what I say, then you're going to, you know, you're going to pay the price, right? And so I want it my way. And if it's not my way, it's the highway. And that's probably a, you know, I think sometimes I, I, am, I justify that mindset as, well, I'm being the parent. But what I'm learning as Lily's getting older is in order for me to respect her and to really honor her and to show show her that I value her, then not everything can be my way all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are, you know, there are ways that that's true, but there's also ways that that's untrue. And there's ways that that is untrue. And and I'm having to navigate and learn when is it okay for her to not share my opinion? When is it okay for her to not have the same standards or values that I have? 
and learning to respect that about her. What do you think about that? Well, I think that she's becoming her own. And I think teenagers, when they, you know, they're growing up and they have to kind of, we kind of have to let her learn a little bit. I mean, and I think she doesn't like to talk a whole lot to us. Yeah. So when we do sit down and she has something to say, then I think that we should listen even if it's not a whole lot of words coming out of her, yeah. you know, coming out of her. Um, I think that's difficult for me, too, is, you know, I'm used to her being, and, and I use this phrase, I have called her bear. I've called her little bear for as long as I can remember, but I'm used to her being my little, little bear, you know, and, um, and so now she's getting to the place where she don't want me to, she don't want me to hug her, <laughs> she don't want me to give her kisses, uh, kissy poos is what I call them, and she she desperately hates that. Yeah, but you know, when you tell them good night, and she pitches a fit, she looks forward to laying her down and telling her good night. Sure, you have to just look at you know just look at the situation. You, she probably wouldn't sleep good if you didn't tell her good night. It's just her age of stop, leave me alone. Yeah. I'm going to bed. But really, you know, down deep, she's that's what we do, and. You know, and that's who she is and what she likes. And that's the same with Emma. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's the... I think this has been... This has been challenging for me because you know what this requires? This respecting them and listening to them for me, and maybe not for everybody, but for me, this is about beginning... You know, obviously she's 14, about to be 15. I'm not about to let go and just let her run free. But this is almost the beginning of me letting go in some areas and letting her really, truly become who it is that she's going to be. Mm -hmm. Beginning to find her identity, beginning to find her interests, beginning to find her likes. Not necessarily what I think or what I want. And that's scary for me because I want her to want what I want. (laughs) But... In respecting them and listening to them, I'm I'm discovering and I'm learning that it's not she's not going to want what I want all the time or most of the time. Well, when they're small, you know they have to. You know we're teaching them when they're small, but when they, you know, she's in ninth grade, so we're not having to teach her everything mm-hmm. anymore. She's knowing. The rights and the wrongs and what to do and what not to do. And we kind of have to let her make her own choices and her own decisions. And, you know, will there be consequences to those choices? Sometimes yes, but, I mean, that's why we raised them. We raised them when they were young to to be who they will be now. So, yeah. I mean, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, so, so respect and listen to them. Second one is this on this website or this article that uh, that we're reading through is reward increasing maturity with more freedom. And you kind of gave a good analogy to this as last night when we were kind of talking through when we were kind of talking through this list about um, how we have discovered a way to reward maturity a little bit. Mm-hmm. You kind of tell us talk about what that is. Well, I mean, we trust her to watch her sister while we go to the store or whatever. And we hadn't always trusted them to be at home alone. But she's at the age where she likes to be in charge and, 
knowing that she can keep him safe and everything's going to be good. And it's a kind of a freedom that, hey, I'm in charge. Mom and Daddy let me do this. And it's just a sign that she's grown up, that she's mature enough to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. Oh, that's the way I see it. Sure. Well, you know, I think for for her, it's good it's a good way for us to be able to measure what her level of maturity is, is when we give her more responsibility, how do you handle that? And I think it's also a good coaching opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people are afraid to let people do this. We see, we see that happen on jobs a lot of times where someone is afraid to take their hands off of someone and or something and let somebody else handle it when... What I think you miss is you miss the value to teach and to train even if something doesn't work out. So, you know, let's say Lily, we gave Lily a responsibility to watch her sister and they fought the whole time, right? Well, that then, sure, that's frustrating in the moment, but hopefully at some point wisdom will kick in and we'll be able to say, hey, this is an opportunity for us to teach and to help you to get better in this particular area which hopefully will produce more maturity because that's what we want is we want her to be responsible. You know, eventually we're going to want her to be able to get a job and want her to be able to drive and want her to be able to move out and take care of herself. And so we want all of these things for, this is part of her developing and becoming a, a healthy human being. Um, and so we want these things and I think it's important it, taking the small steps of rewarding maturity to help even foster more maturity. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, number three on this list, take away privileges if they can't handle the freedom. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of what I think I was just saying a second ago is if you, if you can't handle the freedom that you're given or responsibilities that you're given, take it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we experienced this with her specifically um, with Snapchat recently. Snapchat's an app where kids take pictures and they send pictures and back and forth and all day long. And we just realized that whenever she was on Snapchat, man, her attitude just was way different uh, for some reason. And I can't really explain it. I don't really understand the justification behind it. But we made the conscious decision several months ago now, really. You know, off and on, we take it away for a week or we take it away for a couple, you know, a couple days or whatever. But we made the conscious decision to say, we're, you're not going to do Snapchat. And I can't really explain the why and the who and the what behind it. But for whatever reason, she is just a, a different person when, uh, when she has that. I just think... And it's not just with her. I think with apps on their phones is so controlling. And it just controlled her. I mean, it became a, a habit, uh, a form of, you know, they had, to, it had to, they had to snap. They had to, you know, what is it, streak. They, and if they didn't, it would mess their whole day up. And it really messed with their attitude and the way she thought until we took it. Yeah. Yeah, and that process was tough, too, because there was definite wailing and gnashing of teeth when uh, when, we, when we made that decision, and it, it was not a popular decision in our home, but the result of that? It was for the better. Yeah. 
I see a happier kid. I see a, a kid that's more involved with her family mm-hmm. and more, you know, she's not coming out like, oh, father, let us go plant flowers out in the backyard together. You know, it's nothing like that, but definitely more engaged just in everyday life mm-hmm. without that. And it's it's so crazy because I can't really even understand all of the reasoning. I'm sure there's some psychology or there's some science or, you know, some spirituality behind that, but um, I just know for whatever reason, she's not able to handle that right now. Right. And it's us as parents, if we see our kids not handling things, if they can't handle something, then it's our responsibility to take charge and handle it for them. And, you know, that's what we had to do. We just, look, you can't handle this right now, so we're going to take it until you, you can, um, and don't let it, you know, not let it control you. And we saw it was controlling her, and so we stepped in and, um, you know, we helped her out. Yeah. And I think that kind of leads into four and five, too. To me, number four and number five go hand in hand. I don't think that you can separate them. Number four is set clear and firm rules. Mm-hmm. So be really clear. You know, I was, I can't remember what it is, but I was fussing at Lily the other day about something that I didn't tell her. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, you didn't tell me that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're right. I didn't. I was not clear about what my expectation is. Mm -hmm. And so I can't expect my kid to be a mind reader. I think sometimes we expect for our kids to know what we know Mm -hmm. when the truth is they don't know what we know. And so that's our job as a parent is we teach them. And so we have to be really clear. And so set clear and firm rules but the other one, number five, is hold them accountable and uh, and set and follow through with consequences. So set clear and firm rules. But if you can't follow those rules, then set a consequence, but then follow through with the consequence. Mm-hmm. I have been guilty of making idle threats mm-hmm. of, I'm going to take that phone away. Mm-hmm. Now, I do take the phone away, but I have probably threatened to take the phone away more times than I have actually taken the phone away. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that's fair either because, you know, I don't think it's a matter. I should, I don't, you know, I think this is one of those things that I, I am learning. This is probably a current learning situation for me where I need to be clear. What is it I want from you? And if you don't follow through on that, have a rock solid, here's the consequence. Mm-hmm. But I think, Another thing that we've learned, and I have been guilty of this as well, is I will create consequences that have no ending. So, like, I'm going to take your phone away. And then I don't say, for how long? And she'll say, well, for how long? And I'll be like, until I feel like it. Mm -hmm. And that's not really fair either for her because, you know, she she needs to know here's why I got my phone taken away or here's why I'm on restriction. Here's why I can't do this or here's why I am in trouble. But she also, I think part of going back to the very first, the very first point, part of the respect that I owe her is to be clear how long this punishment is going to last. Here's what I wanted from you. I made that clear. You did not honor that. And so because of that, 
here is now the punishment for X amount of time. And I think all of those things in order, part of respecting them, but also part of being very clear is setting out the expectation for all of them. All right. Number seven. I don't want us to cover that one. I don't really even know what that means or is talking about. Uh, Let's jump into number eight. Accept that peers are an important influence. We're seeing this a lot. You know, more and more friends, more and more friends, you know, wanting to go places, wanting to do things. Um, wanting to spend time with her friends, not spend time with us. You know, I am used to being the, you know, I am the time, like I'm used to her time being for me and for us, but really now the shift is taking place. And I thinking back, I was like that too. The shift took place. I didn't want to hang out with mom. I want to hang out with my friends, but that's, that's challenging. That's challenging to see because I'm like, man, I have spent all of these years raising you. Surely you want to spend some time with me. But the peers that she has is very important. Mm-hmm. And and they play a huge part in the way that she thinks and what her opinions are. Mm-hmm. And so what I have, again, I am learning these things. I'm not an expert at any of this, but I am beginning to learn that instead of fighting against her time, I want to use the time that I do have to help teach her how to make right friends, how to navigate through the challenges of relationships. And so one of the rules that I've always told Lily, if you will tell me the truth, you will not be in trouble. If you'll tell me, if you'll be honest with me, you're not going to get in trouble. If you did something you shouldn't have done or something happened that shouldn't have happened, if you will just be honest with me, then, you know, there's not going to be a consequence. And I think that that has, you know, I've seen where that has helped in recent years because it has built a measure of trust where she at least knows if I tell the truth, if I say what's really going on, dad's proven that I'm not going to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the helping her navigate through the friendships and, uh, what those are, what those mean to her are really valuable and really important. Uh, Number nine, know that teens need you in their lives, but on their terms. What do you think about that one? That's a, uh, all of these have a level of challenge to me. This may be, other than the one that I don't know what's talking about, uh, that this one may be one of the most challenging. What do you think about this one? Well, you know, I guess I see it because I pick Lily up from school every day. But when when she gets in the car, and it's different for you because you like to talk. But, you know, she's asking her day is, you know, it was good or whatever. And I'm there if she needs to talk. I'm there. But she doesn't necessarily need a whole lot of talking right then. And so just so she knows I'm there wherever, whenever, um... May not always be. She may just want to listen to music, you know, till we get home. But as long as she knows that I'll always be there, I'm okay with that. Yeah. She doesn't have to, you know, tell me everything about her day. As long as she knows that I am here. If you do, you know, you need something, and we have conversations all the time. And when she does, we explain to her, look, this is this is it. This is what's going on. Uh, as long as she knows we're there. Um, it, I totally understand that. We don't. It's not necessarily 
on her terms all the time, but yeah. she knows that we're there for her. She knows that we're going to protect her and lead her, lead her in the right way. Sure. And I think that leads to the last one here. And this isn't a Christian article, but, you know, you, we're Christians. Um, and so I, I put a spiritual Christian spin on this last one. Uh, mm-hmm. And it says, continue to share your values. Mm-hmm. Well, for us, our values ultimately come from God's word mm-hmm. and what it says and what we believe. And, and I think ultimately, here's the deal. As scary as this is, as fearful at times that I am of this, Lily, there's going to be a time where, you know, she is out making 100% of all of her decisions. Mm-hmm. But scripture tells us that if we will train up a child and the way it should go, when it's older, it won't depart. And so, man, now is the time, you know, if now is the time to really instill those values. You know, and I've been able to have conversations. The other day I had a conversation about when you get married, you know, she's hopefully very far, like 50 years away from getting married. But we had a conversation the other day. When you get married, here's here's what it is you want to look for in a husband. You know, don't just settle for the first guy that comes along. Who's, who's a man that can help you grow in your relationship? And just instilling those values and talking about praying and reading. Let's, you know, we pray together every night and we, you know, we pray before we eat and we go to church. The other day she told me, you know, shit, why do we have to go to church? Well, because it's Sunday. That's what we do. That's a, you know, it's a fight now, but it's also we're fighting to instill these values that are important into her. And so, um, and so they're so important. So, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's it. Um, I'll tell you what I'll do. If you want to, uh, if you want to follow me or, or go check out my social media page, I will post this on my social media page, this article. There are a couple other articles that we looked at that I thought was really good. I thought would, you know, were really good. We felt like this one had the best talking points. I'll post it if you're interested in taking a look at it. I'll post the other ones on there too so you can kind of see what they are and what they are all about. Um, but babe, thank you so much. Well, thank you. For being here. Thank you so much for joining me on the Lots About Something podcast. Yeah. Um, Fun. Yeah, it was fun, and I appreciate you being here. And uh, it gives me something good to look at, <laughs> which is you. You know what I'm saying, girl? Hey, mm-hmm. all right. Hey, I want to I want to close out with a devotion uh, really quickly. Um, speaking of Lily, I know we've talked a lot about her tonight. Uh, speaking of her, uh, I took her driving for the very first time uh, for the very first time the other day, and it was a Man, it was a part of it was scary. She's got a a lead foot, but it's not on the gas, it's on the brake. And so, man, I felt like I had to wear a neck brace. I had whiplash, had all kind of stuff going on. But nonetheless, nonetheless, what I found was really unique was because she's she's very new at driving. She, you know, she's ridden in a car all of her life, but she's very new at driving. And so she would constantly we'd get to a situation. And again, we're not driving on the interstate. We're not driving around town. We're driving in a parking lot in a church down the road from us. Okay. So, you know, consider the source of what we're doing. But we were we were nav- we were playing through these situations and say, okay, hey, you're at this crossroad. 
And she said, uh, what do I need to do? And she said, Dad, what do I need to do? And as I was kind of thinking through that a little bit later on that day, man, it almost kind of reminded me of, man, that's how we have to be with God. I think sometimes we get to a place where we're driving through life and we feel like we got it all under control and we no longer need to ask dad or our heavenly father, what is it that I need to do? And so sometimes we make those decisions off of our emotions. And sometimes we make those decisions off of, you know, our knowledge or our own experience. But man, if we are going to be, man, if we're going to truly be servants of the Lord and we're going to honor him with our life, then we have to get to a place where we are, where we have to never get to a place, excuse me, where we quit asking, God, what is it that you want me to do? Where is it that I need to do, turn? I'm at this crossroad in my life. What is it that needs to happen? What is it that you want from me? I can't help but think about Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew is a, uh, you know, it's one of the, the gospels of, of Christ and in um, a popular verse, but the verse just says this. It says, seek first the kingdom of God. So before you do anything else, seek first the kingdom of God. And then the second part of that verse says, and then every, everything else will be added to you as, as well. And so, you know, it doesn't say, hey, you'll, everything will be added, after, you know, and then you seek God. First thing you have to do is seek God. And a lot of times we go through life and we're so used to handling situations and navigating through things where we quit, we, we drive more than we ask, what is it, Father, that you want me to do? But I just want to remind you, it says, seek first God and then all these other things will be added to you as well. What happens when we seek God? Well, I think three things. One, it gives us clarity. We get clarity in our life, what direction we should go. I think a lot of times people find themselves not knowing what choice should I make? Should I take this job? Should I quit this job? Should I have this tough conversation? Should I should I not? What, what do I need to do? Should I start the job? Should I start the ministry? And we struggle. And Seeking God first gives us clarity. It helps to kind of push away the fog and the smoke and helps us be able to see things very clearly. It gives us peace. You know, when we're wrestling with a decision, we're trying to go back and forth, there's always that anxiousness and that anxiety that's inside of us. Uh, but when we seek God first, when we go to him and we say, hey, God, what direction do you want me to go? What is it that you want me to do? It gives us peace. It gives us the peace in our life that we need. And then finally this, and I don't know that any of these are any more important than the other, but man, this is a really big one. It gives us purpose. It gives us purpose. It grants purpose in our heart and it grants purpose in our life. And really when we live inside of our God-given purpose, then that's really where we find what life is ultimately all about. And so, man, I just want to encourage you, hey, Seek God first. Man, don't, don't constantly be in the driver's seat driving, uh, but seek God first and let him lead you and guide you in every th single thing that you do. Well, guys, man, thank you so much for uh, jumping on to the Lots About Something podcast. Again, this is the very first episode. And I am, man, if you are here at this point, if you made it to this point in the podcast, I just want you to know how super thankful I am for you. Uh, I am grateful for you, and I, I really appreciate you taking a couple minutes 
more than a couple minutes, but some time to, uh, man, to jump into the podcast, to hang out with me, to, to listen to us uh, talk about raising teenagers. I hope that you have, uh, man, you found a kindred spirit, a kindred heart. I hope that you realize that you're not alone in the battle, but I hope that you also have found something that, a way that you can be encouraged. That's what we want. Uh, it's part of what we really want uh, as a result of this podcast is to be uh is to be encouraged wherever you are, whatever you've got going on, um, that you're not alone, that that you don't have to fight this battle alone. Um, the enemy, you know, I think a lot of times we convince ourselves that nobody is where we are, uh, but the reality is a lot of people are exactly where we all are, um, and so we just can't isolate ourselves. So we've got to connect, and so uh, hopefully, hopefully we have uh, we've helped you, we've encouraged you today, um, man. Hey, will you do something for me? Uh, I, I want you to connect with me. You can do that a couple different ways. Uh, one of the biggest ways is you can subscribe to the podcast. Man, we are on seven platforms right now. Three of the major platforms are Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe on Apple uh, and go to your Apple Podcast app. Just type in lots about something, L-O-T-Z about something and uh, man our podcast is there it'll pop up you can subscribe to that button I'd love it if you give us a five star review if you'll do that man I'll give you a shout out on the next podcast you can also find us on Spotify you can find us on Google uh, the Google podcast list but if you go to lotsaboutsomething.com again that's L-O-T-Z aboutsomething.com. Not only can you listen to the podcast there, but you can see every platform that we're on. But another really cool thing that you can do at lotsaboutsomething.com is you can also, uh, you can also connect with us. So, so maybe you have a question. So one of the, one of the, uh, one of the things that I'm wanting to be able to do is be able to take a couple of questions from listeners and answer them on the next podcast. So maybe you've got a question, maybe there's something going on. Uh, You've got a question or you've got a comment in or you've got an insight, you've got an encouragement, uh, maybe you've got a criticism. Hey, I don't like this. Man, I, I will accept anything. You can go to the Connect page on the Lots About Something website and uh, man, send me a note, send me a thought, send me a question, and I will, uh, man, the potential is definitely there for me to share that and answer that on the next podcast. And so I um, man, I'm really excited about that. If you'll do that, I would greatly appreciate it. And uh, man, until next time, again, thank you for being here and I will see you then. All right. Deuces.